know, and then you kind of get sucked into the monotony of life and we're supposed to be on this path of, you know, you've got your degree, you got the job, got married, you know, and it felt like I was kind of checking all the boxes, mm -hmm. but still feeling really unfulfilled. Um, and so, like I said, we'd be going on holiday and it was like, I don't want to go back. Just dread, mm. like the, the feeling of dread, of waking up Monday morning and not wanting to go to work. And so 2011, we went on our first trip um, and we went to Portugal, South of Portugal, and we loved it. And it got to the day before we had to come back. And we kind of looked at each other and I was like, I don't want to go back home. I don't want to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, well, why do we have to? Why do we have to? What if, what if we don't, you know? Um, what if we just moved abroad? Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to OFA, Only for Adventures podcast. I am Courtney Orjas and I'm sitting down here today in beautiful Playa del Carmen, Mexico with Shanique. Um, would you like to tell everyone just a little bit about yourself? And then of course we'll link all the information to where they can find you in the description. Will do. Um, yeah, my name's Shanique. Um, I am one fourth of Fro Family Travels, which is myself, my husband, AJ, and our two children, Taji and Amal. Um, I guess our journey starts back in 2018 when we quit our jobs. We cleared almost £20,000 worth of debt uh, and then decided we were going to sell everything and go traveling around the world with our kids. Well, with Taji at the time. We only had Taji. So it's been five years that we've been on this journey now. And we've lived in 14 countries over that time. Right now, we are here, Playa del Carmen. This is our base because Amal was born here last year. So, yeah, this is us. We're, we're here now. We're settled in Playa del Carmen, at least for now. <laughs> at least for now. Now, I'm super excited to talk about that. So we had our babies around the same time. Whitley yeah. was April, Amal was May. May, was like the yeah. end of May. Yeah. So we were like pregnant internet friends yes. at the same time yeah. um traveling moms which is super excited um i definitely want to hear more about birthing in mexico mm -hmm. i know that that's been a journey Absolutely. um and then also twenty thousand pounds yeah. of debt yeah. i heard that right yeah. and that's you've been in Playa carmen for what a year and a half two years now full time we're going on a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah, probably a bit more. It, we officially came here full time uh, November 2021. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're coming up on two years here oh. full time. But we've been back and forth since 2020. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. So is this the longest since you left that you've been sat somewhere? Yes. Yeah. This is officially the longest place we spent in one time. Oh my God. Yeah. And how does it feel? Like you travel full time, I guess. So if we deduct and do the math, that's like three and a half, almost four yeah, years. Exactly. And then to be somewhere. So yeah. like, is that, is that weird? It is weird. But you know what? I feel like it came at the right time. When we first landed in Playa del Carmen, it was officially, it was New Year's Eve uh, 2019. Mm. And so this was officially right before the pandemic kicked off. 
And it's funny, I guess, coincidence or not, we were literally saying around that time that we felt like we were ready to just settle. You know, being a digital nomad is fantastic. It has been one of the best decisions we have ever made. But as you are learning, I'm sure it is exhausting. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> it is exhausting. You know, you've got children as well. So you still got to get up and parent every single day, all day, you know. So it, it gets exhausting. So we definitely had got to a stage where we were like, could kind of chill for a while. Mm. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, oh, well, we're going to have to chill <laughs> for a little while anyway. You know, and so we were here for uh, almost four months because everything was kicking off. And it was like, we like this. We like, I think then that four months was the longest time we'd been in one place. It was kind of four months. And we were like, we kind of like this, mm. just chilling and having a place. We were able to actually develop a routine, yeah. which we'd never had for, you know, since you know, before 2018. And it was like, this This is cool. This is nice. We could get used to this. And so it was kind of from that point, we started to play around with the idea of basing ourselves mm-hmm. somewhere rather than just continuing to travel. Um, and a lot happened between 2020 and 2021, of course. Um, this has been the longest decade, like condensed uh, into three years ever. Exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah, a lot of back and forth. We did some more traveling through the end of 2020 into 2021. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant. And then it was like, yeah, chill. Let's let's stay in one place. <laughs> we're going to just, we're going to be in one place. And so it feels good to have a base. We enjoy having a base. We do miss traveling. It's, as well as it being the longest time we've been in one place since Therefore, then the longest time we haven't traveled Yeah. as well. This, you know, we haven't, I was thinking the other day, we literally haven't been on a flight in almost two years. And oh, that wow. feels kind so of crazy. No. So we're, we're flying next week. That will be his first flight. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> right. That's also, oh, so that'll be your first time flying with two kids. Yes, it will be. Okay. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> No, yeah. it's not that bad. They can kind of entertain <laughs> each other on the Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it feels good to have a base. We enjoy having a base. We do miss traveling, but for where we are in our lives right now, it feels right. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I know we, and we've talked about kind of like you have to, you can't fight the flow. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you yeah. are where you're supposed exactly. to be. And I think that's something that, traveling the way that we do or even for people that just travel a lot or travel nomadically it's something that you kind of feel like i know sometimes people go to somewhere and they're like oh it's only meant to be there for a week and i kind yeah. of like you know got stuck and now it's been a few months or a few years or whatever we've even had experiences where we go to somewhere and we're like um yeah we'll be here for like maybe a couple of months and then after day one we're like all right well <laughs> pack it up you know um so i i definitely get that i so I guess the next natural question is, at this point, would you consider yourselves more nomads or expats? Oh. I know, that's kind of a grungy question, I, I isn't it? I don't like labels. Like, neither. Mm. I don't know. I, the expat thing has never really sat right with me, you know, and I know there's a lot of... It just brings up so much 
so many kind of there's so many kind of connotations attached mm-hmm. with the word expat compared to the word immigrant and so right. i i kind of i've never felt drawn to the word expats um or immigrant um and even you know i, I generally we do uh lean on the nomad side and i kind of I feel like I still kind of identify with that because we, like you said, we're leaning into just flowing and yeah, we're here right now and we're calling this our base for right now, but I don't know if we'll be here by the end of the year. I expect we will be, but if we feel led to move somewhere else, you know, be somewhere else, then we may not be. We're we're very open. Hmm. We're, you know, and, and I'm, I feel very grateful for the fact that we have created a lifestyle where we can be open and just flow with whatever we feel we need to do in that moment. So I guess I'll um, I'll keep the term digital nomad for now, yeah. just because, yeah, I feel that's probably what we lean closer to. We're just kind of flowing and moving as... Really as you want to. I think it helps other people understand too because i'll say like we travel full time and people yeah. are kind of like what does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. i'll say you know we're just out here globe trotting and they're like what does that mean <laughs> but yeah there's a lot to touch on i think with the immigrant immigrant versus expat label i mm-hmm. feel like that's a whole can of worms exactly that i just i we can yeah. save that for the next yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> but it is an important conversation to have i do mm. think um But I guess that kind of leads into like, so you have created this life where you're able to follow your flow and just kind of decide where you want to be and what feels right. And there's something really beautiful there because I feel like so many people are out here living lives that like aren't entirely fulfilling or their lives that they don't even want to be leaving yeah. you know what i mean yeah. they're somewhere staring out a window yeah. right now daydreaming about being elsewhere yeah so how did you get to this place where you were able to create this life like what is the pro- what is the process this is so multifactorial i'm going to do the oprah thing where i throw like a whole bunch of questions at you and just kind of see what lands but like what does this process look like like how did you go about clearing all of this debt mm. and then even so i'm America and Justin's Canadian work from here. So even in the UK, I think we have like a limited understanding of what there's like a cost of living crisis. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot going on. I feel like that's happening. Yes. Everywhere, yeah. Right. But like, what is that whole process of like, all right, we're going to pack it up. This is the plan. This is how we're going to do it. What does that yeah. look like? Um, I think I would say it first started, uh, AJ and I went on, on our first holiday together in 2011. So we started dating. Wait, how long have y'all been together? 2010, we started dating. Oh, so, yeah, 13 years. It's so long. <laughs> You're like, just making me like, feel no. really old now. <laughs> no, like in a way of like, it's just inspiration. Right? I'm just like a black love stand, and I'm like, I want the whole love story. But like, yeah. again, that's a different kind of work, But I do want the whole love story. <laughs> when we're finished with this, the whole love story. Okay. All right. It's been, yeah, so it's been 13 years that we've been together. And so 2011, we went on our first trip um, and we went to Portugal, mm-hmm. south of Portugal, and we loved it. And it got to the day before we had to come back. And we kind of looked at each other and I was like, I don't want to go back home. I don't want to go back to work. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, why do we have to? Why do we have to? What if what if we don't? You know, um, what if we just moved abroad? I think we've always had this idea, even from when we first met, that we wouldn't necessarily stay in London. I mean, um, AJ was born and raised in Jamaica anyway, so mm. his heart has never really been about London at all, right. you know, because he was raised in the sun and London is the complete opposite of that. So he's never been for staying in London. And I feel like for me, I um, ever since like, I went to university and I found out that people were doing like study abroad programs and I was like, why did no one tell me that this was a thing? I had no idea that it was even an option. And so I, until I was on my course and by then it felt like it was too late and I missed the boat. Mm. And then I was, I kind of, not, not a regret, but it was something that I really wish I always had the opportunity to do is to live abroad for a while. A lot of people, especially a lot of just black people and people from marginalized communities and wherever their home country, whatever that looks like, they don't know that they have those options Absolutely. and or exactly. they actually don't exactly. because there are all kinds of barriers to entry yep. anyway with like, can your, you know, can your parents afford the plane ticket? Mm-hmm. Can you, you know, room and board and all that kind of stuff. So I do think that's a good, a good point. I was fortunate enough to go on a study abroad to Copenhagen when I was mm-hmm. in college, but that was like over spring break. So it was well, like condensed okay, and it was yeah. like less expensive yeah. and yeah. and all these sorts of things. But I had a similar feeling where I was like, people are just spending like whole semesters in, yeah, exactly. in France. Like exactly. they're just off to Tokyo. Exactly. And, like, they're getting credit for it. Right? Like for college, like, it was a wild. It's wild, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So that kind of blew my mind. And I was like, oh, okay, well it happened, you know, and then you kind of get sucked into the monotony of life and we're supposed to be on this path of, you know, you've got your degree, you got the job, got married, you know, and it felt like I was kind of checking all the boxes, Mm -hmm. but still feeling really unfulfilled. Um, And so, like I said, we'd be going on holiday and it was like, I don't want to go back. Just dread, Mm. like the, the feeling of dread of waking up Monday morning and not wanting to go to work. And I don't like this. And I would go to work and on the way to work, I'm sitting in traffic and I'm like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> what can I do? Because we already had like side hustles and stuff from way back, um, like that we both started in 2013. We were always about, you know, kind of trying to build up additional ways of making money and getting out of the rat race um but it was like how do we seriously make this a thing um especially because i guess by now i'm probably mid to late 20s and i'm like "Mm, you know we want we want to have children but i'm like okay you know we started having this conversation about wanting to move abroad but we also want to have children Mm -hmm people don't do that you know okay so moving abroad might be a thing but having a family abroad no that possibly couldn't be you know and by now I'm watching YouTube YouTube is you know starting to gain popularity and I'm I found uh, finding people you know this term digital nomad and people are living abroad but for the most part especially melanated people I'm just seeing kind of either solo travelers or couples Mm -hmm. Didn't see any families none. at all. None, literally none. So I'm like, okay, have a baby, move abroad. Have a baby. You know, and it's kind of that back and forth. And AJ's like, AJ was the one that was like, we'll just 
go with it. Like, whatever happens, like, we'll just go with it. He's always been mm. that kind of, like, just go with the flow kind of person. Like, if we have a baby, then we'll deal with it. If we don't, then we'll just go travel. And so he's always been for it. And I'm on YouTube and I'm like, I just want to quit our jobs and go traveling around the world. But I also want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it came down to that. And and then there was this whole thing that it was like, there's all this debt as well. And mm. I'd never really calculated exactly how much we owed, but just knew, you know, we had the car to pay off. We had credit cards and student overdrafts and all the rest of it. Um, and then I read, I ended up reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I've read that one. Mm-hmm. Robert Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up re- reading that and it was like, it blew my mind. AJ read it too. It was the first full book, like kind of adult uh, book, like nonfiction that he'd ever read. Um, and for me, it just like completely blew my mind. And I was like, we've got to change our lives. We've got to do something differently. This I can't keep waking up like this and feeling depressed mm-hmm. and not wanting to go to work. Um I can't keep doing this. And so it was like we had to get a grips on our finances. And so the first thing we did was write out all of the debts, every single one. Mm-hmm. I went through every single credit card. I think I had like three at the time, had like two overdrafts, like I said, the car loan, wrote out, and then that was just me. <laughs> and then, you know, his, his, AJ's was not so bad. It was, it was more me. Um, we wrote out all of the debts and like I said, it came to almost £20,000 and it was the first time I sat and like looked at everything and was like, mm. I don't like this. Yeah, we've done this, that before. This is not okay. We've done that before with credit cards and payments and even looking at like the um, like monthly 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 minimums and like yeah, yeah, the interest yeah. and like how much it actually exactly. comes out. How much I remember paying. like a pit yeah, in my yeah, stomach, yeah. just yeah. like this is... This can't be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I looked up kind of some, uh, so we kind of facing reality. That was the first step was mm-hmm. like actually facing head on what we're knowing, what we're dealing with. Um, and then after that, uh, I learned about snowballing mm. the debts. And so that's how we started to pay everything off. Um, and like our first, and, and it just made sense. Like we just weren't managing, like no one ever gave us any kind of financial lessons at all. We didn't even know how to manage money. Um, we started snowballing the debts and in six weeks, the first credit card was paid off. Yeah. Like, and it was, so it's not that we couldn't afford it. We were just mismanaging our money. Yeah. We read the, um, the, the, the Dave Ramsey book mm-hmm. that explains snowballing. And I was like, this is so counterintuitive, but then you do it and you're like, oh my God, this is actually really, why was it ever, why was I programmed to think that it was counterintuitive when this makes the most sense? Absolute sense. Absolute sense. Um, So yeah, so we were, and that's what I love about snowballing debts is you can see progress so quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, like you said, it's like that minute, that balance is not moving, you know, just paying the minimum Mm -hmm. each month. Um, So we cut a lot of expenses as well. Um, and then I kind of was able to get my head around the idea of whatever's going to happen with, you know, having a child is going to happen. I'm not focused on that. Let's just try and be as present as possible, focus on clearing the debt. 
in my mind, we're going traveling around the world regardless yeah. of what happens. Um, and then it, it was around about 2016. And I said to you, I was talking to one of my girlfriends and I, I remember specifically saying to her, it was about May, June, 2016. And I remember specifically saying to her, I don't know how, but I'm quitting my job March, 2017. Hmm. I just put it out there. And that's always been one of the biggest things for me is to be intentional and say out loud what you want. Mm -hmm. I literally just said to her, March 20, like I didn't, not a specific date, but the month, March, 2017, I'm leaving my job. I had no plan, no way of making money, no idea what I was going to do, but I, I knew that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then I fell pregnant. I found out I, I was pregnant in September of 2016, which would mean that I would take my maternity leave March 2017. So it literally, as I said it, it came into fruition. The universe was like, bet. Yes, literally. <laughs> Literally, literally. Oh. So it happened exactly the way I planned. And our lease on our apartment ended March 2018. Hmm. So then the idea became go maternity leave. And in the UK, we are very fortunate that, we, as I'm learning, it feels like nothing to us, but we're fortunate that we can take a year's maternity yeah. leave. Um, and six to nine months of it is paid. That's crazy. So yeah, like, US, crazy, like six right? weeks, six weeks is kind of like the standard. Yeah. And then some that's places awful. you're lucky if you get two. That is and that crazy. two may or may not be paid for. And oh. then even tech companies like I think like um Salesforce and there are a couple other that have like great maternity leave policies. It's like twenty four weeks. And I yeah. think only the first like little bit is paid yeah, at hundred, and yeah. then the la it like yeah. staggers. Out. Yeah, ours so it's like then you get well, eighty and but... sixty and stuff. But yeah, I'm just like <sighs> I know, I know. We're we're fortunate compared to many countries. I know. Um, so yeah, I took my maternity leave in March 2017, and we then set the date one year from then, 2017 uh, to 2018. March 2018 would be the date that we leave to go traveling. Still had no plan, still had no idea how we were going to make any money. But at least by now, um, the debts were paid off. Yeah. So um, then from March 2017, we were just saving money. Oh, nice. So because that, everything that we were putting into debts now was going into saving for our travels. That alignment is nuts. Like, that like I can even see it on your face. Like, it's literally happened to you. You watch it happen. It's been years since it happened and it still trips you out. Like, that alignment is yeah. nuts. Yeah. But it's everything. Yeah. Because I think yes. we kind of had something similar where all of a sudden one day, while I was pregnant, I was just like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, right. And Justin's kind of like, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is the, you know, the whole thing kind of just like unfolded in ways that I think we're even still kind of fully yeah. realizing yeah. that it's all set up yeah. that way. Yeah. Which is nuts. But, right. okay, so this is step one. So you're clearing debt. And this path like unfolds mm -hmm. right for this exit opportunity. Mm -hmm. So now you're in a place where you can save. And then also I would presume you're able to work on like, okay, how are we going to actually make money once we leave? 
Kind of, yes and no. So, um, as I said, we did have um, a couple of income, other income streams outside of work before we left. Mm-hmm. I had a jewellery and hair accessories business that I was mm-hmm. running. That actually, And that's part of the reason why I did take a full year maternity leave is because business was doing really well. It completely replaced my full-time income. Oh, wow. Um, so I didn't have to think, like I said, in the UK, our maternity leave is staggered. So some people do go back to work a little bit early to make up for that. But because business was so good, it was like, cool, we're fine. For the next year, we haven't got to think about finances. Mm-hmm. Everything we're just putting into savings. Um, but it was a very physical business like I said is I'm making jewelry yeah. I'm making hair accessories it's like I don't want to stop it I loved it a lot but um I don't really have a choice we're gonna go traveling I played with the idea of you know kind of outsourcing and it's you know when it's your baby you just can't let go of it yeah. so like it's okay we'll just stop it um but I was um a lot of my sales were on the mar- online marketplace Etsy mm. So from my research on YouTube, we knew that a lot of people were starting to sell digital products on Etsy. Uh, AJ had spent, part of the reason why business was doing so well was because a couple of years before that, AJ spent a lot of time learning about how Etsy works and Mm. how to get generate really good sales. So we were getting good, consistent sales. So we knew how Etsy worked. We were learning that people were selling digital products on Etsy. And it was like, okay, we're just going to switch to selling digital products then instead. And so for anyone listening who's like, what even is a digital product? <laughs> what, what is it? Because I think this was like a new concept mm-hmm. for me even like a year ago. It's the first time I heard right. it. In right. figuring out right how are people making money while they're just yeah. like, you know, gallivanting, moving about. So what is a digital product? It's um, a literally a digital asset that could be made up of anything that can be downloaded or accessed online. Mm-hmm. So you could think about an e-course, it could be a PDF, it could be a workshop, an online workshop you produce, mm-hmm. worksheets, anything that can be accessed online, anything that can be downloaded automatically or accessed automatically could be considered a digital product. It could be jpegs images Mm. um so anything that you could create it could be a course my speciality now is spreadsheets um, excel spreadsheets i create excel spreadsheets Mm. i started with creating uh work worksheets as well Uh, so that's what i started with for my etsy shop um and so yeah people are selling digital products everywhere all over the place Mm. so yeah you can turn anything artwork a lot of artwork digital canvases people sell online as well so that's very popular digital artwork as well stickers can be digital pretty much anything Anything. can be turned into a digital product of course exactly in today's world exactly so um it's like okay we're gonna learn how to create some digital products and like i said i i did some research and i was uh started with some digital worksheets this didn't actually start till we actually left but we just can't i I just had it in my head like i said we officially didn't start anything before we left Hmm. the uk this was all kind of post um up until then we just kind of had it in our head okay we're gonna do some etsy because we know how etsy worked AJ was going to uh, teach English online. Mm-hmm. We were going to do that. 
Um, so he applied to do a course, a TEFL course, teaching English as a foreign language course um, in Spain. And so all we had to do was decide where was going to be our first country. Wow. Um, and we ended up picking Spain. It was between Spain and Thailand. We looked at two, two courses, Spain and Thailand. We ended up choosing Spain because one of his brothers lives in Sevilla, in one of in the south oh, of Spain. I, love I know, right? Oh my god, <laughs> us so too. Dreamy. Yeah, it was, it, we had a wonderful time oh, there. Um, so yeah, it was between Spain and um, Thailand. We chose Spain because his brother lives there, um, and we were like, "It's next to the UK. Mm-hmm. If it all goes wrong, right? It, for a hundred pounds, we could be back in London." <laughs> Thailand is a lot further away and a lot more expensive. So that's why we went with Spain. It's like, it's close to home. If we hate it, if it all goes wrong, it's not going to take much to come back. And we've got family out there. So we'll be okay. I feel that. I feel the proximity thing. Because, like, I think that's why a lot of, you know, U.S. expats obviously choose Mexico. Mexico. There are other reasons with visa. It's just gorgeous. And the food is fantastic. And the people are warm and lovely. And this is my love letter, Mexico. But it's also (laughs) a thing. It's the equivalent. Exactly. Yeah, where it's like, if I'm in, you know, Cabo, Mexico City, Cancun, I can get home. Exactly. For like 100 bucks, 120 bucks or something. You know, family is close. Exactly. Um, So you've done a lot of work and you have a lot of experience with this like <laughs> Etsy and these digital products and these things that are maybe like foreign concepts to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um you have compiled some resources for other people if I they have. want to learn about this stuff so they can get to a place where they have this freedom to follow their flow. Um, yeah. what does that look like? And where can I get it? Me personally. <laughs> Um, on our website, I I decided to create because um, we get a lot of the same. I love interacting with our online family, we mm. call them. Um, we get a lot of said the same questions, though. How do you do it? What do you do financially? Uh, how do you book accommodation? What do you take with you? So I decided I'm just going to put together one resource that has everything everything that we did to clear our debts everything we did to save money to earn money you know to find places to live um in oh, it's one like everything handy. everything it's like 90 pages oh my god that's incredible <laughs> I, I it literally took me like almost 3 months to put it together <laughs> oh my god that's incredible yeah but i was like then you just have everything. Yeah. You know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about helping people to access, you know, the, this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think everybody who wants to, you know, take the leap should, should. And there's a lot of overwhelming information on the internet. Yeah. And I just yeah. wanted to make it that little bit easier. So I decided to put this together um it's an ebook and it is on our website um so you can you'll see it when you go to our website there'll be a a pop-up um um i'll also make sure you have the link as well and for For people to download it yeah but it is jam-packed with information about you know and i i'm i'm very open so you know we detail out all of our income streams as well, mm. how we got into those things too. 
Um, yeah, a, a lot of these things, like I said before, we were doing very physical jobs. I used to work in education, AJ too. Um, he, he's in IT. He's always been in IT. That's what his um, degree is in. Um, but I've always been very physical with the work that I've done. So this working online and being digital is still very new to us. He, even when he was working in, he was working in education, it was more hardware. Whereas now every, everything we do is online. So it's still very new to us. We still feel like we're just getting started. Um, but I see so much potential out there. People are often like, I have no idea where to start. And yeah. it's like, there's so many avenues to choose from. That's how we so found you. many. I should have said this at the beginning. I should have said this at the beginning. <laughs> but um, Justin and I know Shanique and AJ because we were literally on, I think it was YouTube, Googling like black families abroad, like black expats, like melanated expats and travelers and people with kids who are black <laughs> and brown and are they safe and what are they right? And we're going down like that spiral rabbit yeah. hole of like, we want to do this, but like we don't know how and it's yeah. a lot of those questions what's funny now is that like a lot of the questions we had in the beginning are now a lot of the questions that we're getting from people right which is such a beautiful moment but again like you said like it's the same questions over and over yeah. and over again where it's like are you safe what do you do with your kids yeah. how do you find exactly. somewhere to stay like yeah. what about money and that's literally how we found y'all because you were just talking about what it's like as people who look like us, who are doing mm. what we want to do, who like also have, you yeah. know, kids. Yeah. Um, and that's the beautiful thing I think about community Absolutely. is like, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, I was like online, like watching your YouTube videos, like help me please through the screen. <laughs> and now we're sitting here having a yeah. conversation with the ability to help. Oh my God. Oh, am I emotional? Oh, I'm emotional. I'm sorry. To help. I'm going to cut that part out. No, um, <laughs> but to help other people that really just want the ability yeah. to like be free to wake up on a weekday morning and be able to breathe because right. they don't have that like debt work absolutely burden yeah. on their back yeah yeah and i believe that we deserve that especially like black people brown people who have like built up the global economy listen we deserve rest listen. and we deserve ease and yeah. we deserve peace yeah and we deserve to be able to give that to our children yeah Exactly. I 100% agree. We we are only just coming back online. We've taken most of the last year, to be honest, like mm. offline. Uh, partly because going from one to two children is just something else yes. that I don't want. No one warned us <laughs> of this challenge that we were up against. Oh, but also, you know, like I said, there's so much... Uh, just we've gone digital crazy especially because of the pandemic um and and we like i said we've always been very much like side hustles hustle we gotta work we gotta figure out how to make more money we got you know it's it's always been constant we've always been grinding yeah. and in this last year and a half in particular it's been like hold on why why are we doing this? Why are we grinding? Especially because of our lifestyle now. And this is one of the reasons I've been doing a lot of like self-reflection in particular over the last few months. And one of the things is where we're very much focused on ensuring that our children don't have to go through the same struggles that we 
went through, mm-hmm. which is the same thing that our parents did, which is the same thing that our grandparents did, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But we all kind of end up doing this same cycle over and over again, you know? Um and it's one of the reasons why I feel like that was why we moved abroad is almost trying to escape mm. that. And often people are like, oh, like, what are you running from? Like, what are you trying to escape? And I don't see our life abroad as escapism now, but this level of work that many people are putting in is not natural. Yeah, it's not okay. We are not supposed to work ourselves to the ground. A lot of I, I read a statistics that was like eighty five percent of illnesses are stress related. Jesus, I mean, I believe it, but hard data like that. But it's true. You, you, it's true. All the constant strain we put on our heart, our brain, our nervous system, we're not moving our bodies. Exactly. We're not like eating properly or drinking a water sitting in front of a computer. It's, it's mad what that rat race and that sheer level of grind culture does especially because the work that would have supported people a whole family you know 10 20 30 years ago it's not cutting it now exactly people are out here with like two three jobs and still dead struggling students all kinds of crazy things just to be able to afford the bare minimum and it's like there's gotta be a better there is another way there is There is. And one of the things that we're realizing over the last year, over the last three to six months in particular, is the more that we rest, the less that we do, actually, the more prosperous we are, Mm. you know, the more financial abundance we are. Like, we were literally just talking over the last week or so, like AJ, he's, he's mainly doing web development. And in this last few weeks, he's had more clients than he's had in a while with, like, next to no work. <laughs> like, we've done that. We, like, we haven't done anything in the last week but just go out in the sun and chill. Mm. But yet, he's getting more inquiries than ever before. Mm. And that's that flow. Exactly. That's that flow. I don't get too, like, woo-woo. I might get a little woo-woo. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's that flow and abundance mind state and i think especially for people like us where it's like we're led here due to states of flow whatever you want to call that or explain it right there's something up there that's like Mm -hmm. "Mm -hmm, this is actually your path yeah i think when you kind of just like sit back and start enjoying the ride that's it it just pushes that motion further because you're not resisting it's just like it's like any other tide any other current any other natural rhythm yeah like, if you just, I was telling Justin just the other day about this. I was like, if you get caught in a riptide, I'm from Florida, right? So they teach you how to, like, outrun alligators and venomous snakes from the non-venomous ones and riptides and stuff when you're in kindergarten, which is wild. But again, <laughs> other can of worms, different can of worms. There's, like, a wild boar trouble. They, like, steal people's chihuahuas. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, God. But I was telling Justin, like, you know, if you're ever caught in one of those, like, riptides, those ones that just, like, really snatches Pull you up you and in. takes you out. yeah. You don't fight. Don't fight it. Yeah. You're meant to yeah. sit back, yep. float on your back if you try yeah. to, and just let it take you. Yeah. That's because it. Because you'll expend all of this valuable energy exactly. and effort, and you're fighting, and you're thrashing, and then you can't keep yourself afloat. Yeah. When all you had to do, yeah. you know what I mean, was like surrender to it, That's it. as best as you can, and yeah. it's just going to take you wherever you're meant to be. You know, the rescue helicopter will come and pick you up, and you'll be fine, but... 
I think it works the same way in so much of life. It's this thing like when we fight and thrash and we participate in all of these unnatural rhythms and systems and you're waking up before the sun to Mm. go into someone's office to be miserable at a computer and then the sun goes down and you're coming home, you're heartless and you get caught up in that. And that whole state of of disease and discomfort is going to look different for everyone, right? Depending on their situation, where they are and stuff. but. When you're stuck in a life that's not inspiring you right. in places that aren't pouring back into you and right. situations that are draining you, yeah. things aren't going to come to you easily. No. They just exactly. aren't. There's not going to be any fuel. Yeah. No, exactly. And so we've just been like, that's it. We're not, we're not fighting. We're not resisting anymore. Mm. We're not resisting. We're not going to grind ourselves into the ground. Um, we're... We're looking for more ease. We're going with what feels right. We're just going to see what happens. We don't have to have everything figured out. We're, we're going to trust the process and just know that we're good. We are mm-hmm. good. And we are. You, you are. Know? Um, we are. And that feels good. And I, like you said, I want everyone to feel that. Mm-hmm. We all deserve to feel that. And so part of what we're about now is I, you had an original question and I can't even remember what it was. Now. We're going with the flow. This is the flow. This is the flow. <laughs> this state. is it. This is it. You know, but, but mostly what we're about now is just following what feels good and giving that back as often as we can, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, believing uh, it's my belief like you said especially for like us as melanated people in particular is that everyone deserves to experience this if they want it if that's Mm -hmm. what they want then go for it there's there is no other time other than now this is all we have this is like my my mantra at the moment is now is all we have so i'm not waiting i'm not delaying i'm not you know, I'm not putting things off anymore. If it's if it if it's on my heart to do something, we're just gonna do it. And this is what feels good right now. And I just wanna um bring along as many people that want to come on the journey with us. Yeah. I think once you get that taste of what freedom and ease and peace abroad looks like or even if you're one of those who just wants to like adventure and explore and have the ability to like i don't know go hiking in chile and then like chill on a beach in thailand and like you know do whatever like whatever it is that you really want your life to look like that you're in alignment with once you get a taste of what it feels like to Mm. actually live that life i think part like the only thing you want to do is be able to show other people yeah and bring them along yeah and like tell them how to do it and in so much as like there's only so much you can tell other people how to live their lives or some people are just evangelists and they're shouting from the rooftop, you have to leave, you know? (laughs) And then there are other people where, you know, like us, or it's just like, y'all have questions and I want to give you answers. Right. I want to, you know, be able to help you as much as I can because it's lit over here. This is amazing. Exactly. This is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So here we are. You started out in Spain. Mm-hmm. which is gorgeous and magnificent i think it was the orange trees that got me oh, especially everywhere. i'm from florida and yeah. i think i saw the orange trees and i was like home, home. yeah like, yeah. this smell of citrus in the air yeah it's just such a beautiful place it i can't is. wait to get back to it 
Um, but you started in Spain. You have family there. It's close to the UK. This makes a lot of sense. So when y'all are sort of deciding, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, where to next? What is this going to look like? Are we going to be happy here? Is this set up for us? Especially with having, it was just Taji at the time. It was just Taji, When yeah. you have, um, you know, a child or children, what does that process sort of look like? Where do you start, start to finish? Like, you're like, okay, we have to go somewhere. Yeah. How do yeah. you figure it out? Um, A number of things. So one of the first things is how long can we stay? Mm. Majority of the time we're using tourist visas. So you're kind of limited on how much time you can actually spend in a country anyway. Mm. So is how long can we actually stay in that location? Um, How much is it going to cost us to move flights? You know, and, and I think... This is one of the reasons why I'm glad we started when Taji was really young, because, you know, in those early days when she's kind of lap, see, you know, <laughs> you're 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 not paying for individual uh, seats for children. It's literally just taxes and stuff. So we were trying to keep down the flight costs as much as possible. Oh so it's... we're going to have to pay for like four people's plane tickets. I know. I had that thought the other day. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> I, that came across the other day and I was like, oh my God, we need, we got a year. We have, not even that, we have like <laughs> eight months or something, oh. eight, nine months. Yeah, crazy, oh. crazy, right? Um, yeah, so how much a flight is going to cost? Um, you know, as a digital nomad, our generally our idea is to maximize our income as much as possible, but to spend, you know, as little as possible where we can to make our money last as long as possible or to keep as much of our money as possible. So how much um, are our flights going to cost? Um, what's the Wi-Fi like? That, mm. And in the early days, we didn't think this through very much when we were traveling we're a lot more savvy now of course mm. and like i said maybe because i feel like there just weren't many people doing it like i said you know you have to bear in mind this is pre-pandemic so a lot of people have become nomads since the pandemic because mm. it's only now they're figuring out they can work remotely so there was some information P- people really weren't giving a whole lot of detail as to how to yeah. do this now you get then. on places and they have like pictures of exactly. the kilobytes per second exactly so we kind of just had to trust that the wi-fi would be okay and that got us in trouble a few times <sighs> so yeah what's the wi-fi situation like um of course we have taji so you know accessibility to you know kids activities is it walkable mm. so whenever we're looking at accommodation how close is it to the city center and can we access public transport those kind of things so kind of a, a, a list of things we have to think about um but mostly i would say cost of living mm. is uh generally quite high up the list uh we, we need our money to stretch as long as possible so, like, after Spain, we then decided to go to Turkey. So we stayed pretty south of Europe, mm-hmm. which tends to be more cost-effective compared to the rest of Europe. Um, we got tired of Europe very quickly, <laughs> financially, I will say. <laughs> and then that's why we decided we, we spent four, four and a bit months four to five months in Europe. Um, we also had to come back to the UK a few times because we had a few weddings as well. Everyone decided to get married oh, within our first year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and expected us to come back. So there was that. 
Um, and then we were like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. And we're going to Asia. Mm. Um, and, and Europe, thank you know, Europe and Asia in particular are very cost effective to move around. It's very, you can get a flight for like less than $50. That's very, one of very the easily. huge benefits. Yeah. That's one reason why it's like, you're, I love, even the train they have mm. there. I'm like, you can mm-hmm. just go from like Italy to like Switzerland to like France to like the Netherlands, Literally. like over the course of like a few days yes, for exactly. like maybe a couple hundred dollars. Exactly, like it's wild. Yeah. So um, we we would generally stick in one kind of region for mm-hmm. as long as we could, but like I said, it was dependent on visas. So, for example, when we first landed in Thailand um, on the tourist visa, you could stay for sixty days. You could then extend that Hmm. once you were in country as well. So that meant that we spent three months initially in Thailand Hmm. because that was as long as we were able to. And then we went to Malaysia. We could stay for three months again. So we would generally maximize the tourist visa as much as we were allowed to before moving on to somewhere else. And then, like I said, continuing to do the research to see what works in terms of money um kind of accessibility and things yeah yeah that makes sense so i know there's a lot of there there are people out there that make the mistake of not having consideration for visas and how long they can stay and then it's gonna be different depending on your passport and where you're from and yeah some places you can kind of like do a quick like border run and come back and exactly. other places it's stricter they're yeah. like no, no 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 you were just here you know, oh within yeah one calendar year oh yeah um so I do think that's worth noting, like a lot of people that are nomadic, like they've had a oh, time or yeah. two where they've had to like learn a visa lesson the hard the way. Hard way. Mm. I think even us flying into Mexico, I think it was the first time, you know, it's this romantic ideation. We're just going to book a one way flight and vibes. <laughs> and then we get here and they're like, so when are you leaving? Yeah. And I'm and, like, and well, you know, show us as in well. six months. Yeah. And they're like, where's your return flight? Yeah. And oh, we're yeah. like, yeah, we've had a couple of those no. instances too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've experienced that. Thankfully, not too much. And and weirdly, when that has happened to us, it's generally been on our way out, which I find really, really weird. Not on our... Yeah, the straight... We've never had people ask us for return flights or um, kind of proof of accommodation when we're landing in the country. It's always been... Hmm. We almost didn't get out of Colombia. Oh, God. And it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, we're literally trying to leave. We just want to leave. (laughs) And she wouldn't let us leave. (laughs) It was so weird. It's so strange. Yeah. I think there are a couple of times, I think even this time, I didn't want any problems. So I went right. ahead and booked like a return flight out of the country for us. And sometimes all I'll do is book one that's like cancelable. Yeah. I'll book it like yeah, right yeah. before we get to the airport. Yeah, yeah. So I can be like, see, I got it. And then just yeah, like, yeah, cancel yeah. it. Yeah. But I think this time, like, I just had this panic and I was like, oh, we like decided on dates and everything. And then mm. we got there and they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, stamp by. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you don't. Yeah. You don't care. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so hit and miss and you do have to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, like majority, like the bulk of our travel, like I said, happened before the pandemic. So a lot of these extra security measures have come in since because obviously mm-hmm. there's been this influx of people wanting to live this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. We did a lot of it before the pandemic. So maybe I, I we may have been lucky, I guess. Um but there definitely have been, we've heard some stories yeah. and it's not something you want to mess with. Like, same like you, like coming into Mexico, we came in initially, 
six months tourist visa. We didn't have any return flights booked or anything. We weren't asked any questions. You can't necessarily do that now. Yeah. You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get in full stop or that they're going to give you a full six months. There, right. there is no telling. It's, it really is, you know, so even when, you know, you're researching blogs and hearing other people's stories and they're saying, yeah, I traveled, you know, six months tourist visa. Yeah, it worked for us, but it may not for you. And you do have to definitely take that into consideration. Um, a lot of these countries are starting to clamp down and... It's because people do take advantage of it. And like they you do. said, some people do, you use your six, you use your six months tourist visa. And then like you said, you do a border run, you might come back. You're trying to live in the country right. now. Clearly, you're not a tourist anymore. You're trying to live. And a lot of countries are trying to stop that. As they rightfully should. They should. You know, there's, you know, if you're going to live in a country, be in the country and, you know, do it, do it legally. Um, there's a lot to be said about yeah. the, ethos of oh, you yeah, know digital yeah. nomadism exactly yeah how different demographics behave in different mm -hmm. countries and different ways and like all that sort of stuff but again that's can't another work. conversation that's <laughs> another conversation exactly so yeah you you do have to plan like i said especially now i would say post pandemic you have to be a lot more cautious mm -hmm. in the way that you travel i would say um because a lot of countries are wising up to it now. It doesn't stop you because it also means that a lot of countries now have um, alternative ways for you to still live that lifestyle. Oh, Nomadic man. visas, um, remote work visas are more common now mm -hmm. as well. So there's, there's, there's alternative ways, you know, the tourist visa might not always necessarily be the appropriate um, way to get into a country. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's cool, like you said, because now there are options. Mm -hmm. So especially for places like um, Europe, I think like Spain, Malta, like there are some places where they're like, you know, you can prove you have a job, prove you have income, yeah. come over, hang out for a year, yeah, exactly. see how it goes. Maybe yeah. you extend, maybe you don't. And I'm like, oh, I do love like the, the flexibility yeah. that's provided there. Because I can't imagine being... And we've never done this. I'm sure, again, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't have kids, I'm sure it's easier to just be like, oh, let's just drive down to Belize and come right back. But, like, I cannot imagine <laughs> having to pack our kids up every three months or six months to, like, cross the border just to come back. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how people do that. That feels stressful to me. We did do one border run. One. One? We one. I, I can't lie. I was, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, but... Um, no, we, we, it wasn't, we, we didn't literally cross the border and come back. We did spend time out, hmm. but, um, yeah, we came back and it was fine. But like I said, I wouldn't necessarily take that risk these and days. And now you don't have to in Mexico anymore. We're good.